Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace for another week with Mike and Joel. Hey, good to have you along with us for the ride of some good news. Whatever you're going through this week, I, I hope that uh, I hope we can all get through it. But if you're going through a real tough time right now, uh, and, and we all do, there's some real struggles uh, in, in this life. Um, but, uh, you know, God hasn't forgotten about you. If you ever feel like that's the case, then... Uh, you've been lied to, and he, he really does care. And we're here to bring you some some good news and hopefully some reminders of the depth of God's love and the tremendous uh, gift of life that has been given to us through Jesus Christ. The gift of life, indeed. I mean, that's what he created us for. He created us for life. Um, he didn't create us to follow, um, you know, I, I'm going to create some people, and I'm going to give them a whole bunch of laws, and they just better live by those or, or else. You know, that, that wasn't his purpose for creating us. He created us so that we might have life. And, you know, the problem, of course, happened, uh, the fall of Adam. You know, God had said, there are these trees in the garden, you know, the tree of life. And he actually said, if you look in Genesis, he said there are many trees that he said, you can eat of any of these trees, but don't eat from this one, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, we're not going to re- really be getting into that this week, but just to show that it wasn't the knowledge of good and evil and laws and trying to be good and avoid bad. That wasn't what God wanted mankind to live by. He wanted mankind to live by the power of life, his life. He breathed his life. He breathed life into Adam, and that's the life that he wanted us to live. Of course, Adam and Eve fell for the lie. Uh, we had the fall of mankind. You know, Sin entered the world, and death through sin, as Paul said. So there was the problem. Jesus Christ came to restore us to life, not to rules and commandments, but to life. But that, of course, is not to say that the law... Something we're often accused of, you know, Cap, you and I were talking before recording here, uh, that sometimes there are actually people who say that the law was bad because of the bondage and everything that it brought. But the law itself is good, just, and holy. It's just that we were never meant to live by it because of the fact that it brought bondage. But just because it brought bondage and death doesn't mean that the law itself was bad. And anyway, we, we'll share some, a few thoughts on that this week. I could really relate to what you were saying about the tree stuff, because uh, when we were kids, we had a neighbor down the road. He had an apple tree, and he didn't want us eating off of that tree, but we would sneak over there and get four or five apples, <laughs> and we would eat those things and then get a stomachache. So kind of like what Adam and Eve had, I suppose. the fruit looked good i mean the fruit looked good you know i couldn't stay away from it yeah let's talk about what you started with here the the law was good and and holy just the law was not against the promises of god sometimes we uh, grace people forget that but it could not provide us with life if there had been a law even though the law was not against the promises of god if a law could have been given to us that brought life, then one would have been given, but such was not the case. It could not bring us righteousness. It demanded that we be righteous. It demanded that we be perfect, but 
it was not able to provide us with the perfection that we needed that would be found in Christ instead. So the law isn't a, a bad thing, but it, it, it was against us in that way. Mm-hmm. And so fortunately for us, that certificate of debt, that handwriting of requirements that was against us was nailed to the cross and we were relieved or freed from the demand. One thing I stumbled across recently, Joel, was somebody who said that we establish the law. We aren't under the law per se. Uh, we aren't saved by it. We, we aren't justified through the law. But then they went on to say that we established the law. And they even went on to talk about certain things that we would do, even old covenant stuff that we would do or should be doing as new covenant believers because we're supposed to establish the law. And so let's talk about that because that that phrase, establish establish the law, is found in the last verse of Galatians chapter 3, 331. I'm sorry, Romans, not Galatians, Romans Romans 331. (laughs) It's easy uh, to mix those up because there's so many good things in uh, those first few chapters of Romans as well as the first few chapters of Galatians talking about the law and faith and grace, and so I get those mixed up a lot, um, <laughs> calling them. It's like, you know, my my dad will call me Barry, you know, my brother's name. Sometimes he'll call him Joel. Uh, you get things mixed up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it is, uh, what you're saying there is awesome, because, you know, Paul does say the law is good, just, and holy. There's nothing wrong with the law. We, we, we really do need to get that point across, in that uh, the law itself represent you know it's it's god it's god gave the law and and it's good just and holy uh the problem of course was us we couldn't live up to it and so what what happened what needed to be was that since we couldn't get to god through our works through trying to keep the law through our good works or anything like that god gave us a righteousness that was completely apart from the law Romans uh, 3.21, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, uh, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. There's no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace to the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we had to, in order to be righteous, in order to receive this life that had been lost through the fall of Adam and through sin and death that came into the world, we needed a different way other than the law. We needed the righteousness of God apart from the law given to us as a gift. And Paul goes on to say here, you know, talking about this, where he says that God has demonstrated his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. He says, where's boasting? It's excluded. There is no boasting (laughs) when we receive this free gift. He says uh, boasting is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. It's through faith that we realize that there's no boasting before God. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. That's Romans 3.28. Now, he gets into this, starting in verse 29. Or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith, that's the Jews, and the uncircumcised through faith, and that's Gentiles. 
Now, here's what the, the verse you were getting at, Cap, and if we rip this one out of context, we'll completely miss it. But Paul says, do we then make void the law? Do we nullify the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. And so we um, get the idea that, oh, okay, that means that we're supposed to keep the law. But obviously, uh, we've got some other things to say about that. Well, you read about 10 verses there. And um, so, that, you know, it's a mouthful. But really, you were just picking up on some other stuff Paul was saying before that. We have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so Paul says all of this stuff that you just read, and then he gets to verse 28 in Romans chapter 3, and he says, We maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. And then he wraps up the chapter and says, Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. So if you, if you see that and you think, oh, we're supposed to establish the law. We're, we're supposed to do the law is basically what that would mean. Uh, really what Paul is saying. Now, if that were the case, then we've got all kinds of contradictions. Mm-hmm. that Paul, Just even in the book of Romans, besides Paul's other epistles. Um, but we would have all kinds. Of, and we know there are not contradictions in the word of God. We, we may not understand everything. We may not be able to piece everything together in our own finite minds. But there's no contradictions in in that way. We just aren't getting something when that appears to be the case. So Paul would be contradicting himself right and left if he were to say, we establish the law by doing the law. That's not what he's talking about. Do we nullify the law by saying that we are all justified by faith apart from works? Does that nullify the law? No, of, of course not. May it never be. On the contrary, we established the law. Well, what was the purpose of the law? Paul wrote in Galatians, it was, a, it was a tutor to bring people to Christ. Now, we're no longer, because faith has come, we're no longer under a tutor. We're no, no longer under the law. But that was the job of the law, was to point people to Christ. And how did it do that? It brought guilt. It brought condemnation. And it showed people their need for a Savior, that they were not able to, to fulfill the demands of the law. And so by proclaiming a message of faith apart from works, we establish the law with that message. Yeah, that's right. It's the purpose of the law. You know, we need to start off with that understanding. And Paul did go through that in Romans and in Galatians, like you're saying. Uh, he went through the real purpose of the law. In Galatians 3, um, 19, he says that the purpose of the law, so just a few verses earlier, he says, whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. That's what the law did. That was the purpose of the law. And so what needed to be established was that the law is good, just, and holy, and that mankind falls short of that standard of goodness, justness, and holiness. And so, by realizing that, wow, (laughs) the law stops my mouth. The law makes me guilty. So, I need to find something else. I need to find a righteousness that's not through the law. I need to find what Paul talks about again in Galatians 3.21, the righteousness of God apart from the law. When I turn to that by faith, by God's grace... I established the law. I established that I've realized the purpose of the law. 
the true purpose of the law was to make me guilty and was to stop my mouth. And so I turned from the law to God by grace through faith. That's really what it means that we establish the law. To the contrary of the idea uh, that it means that we're supposed to start doing the law now that we've come to, come to Christ. Let's squeeze this in here, Joel, because Paul goes on in Romans chapter 4 to talk about this. And let me hit a climax for you here. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is nullified. Um, for if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is nullified. So it, we don't nullify the law by preaching a message of faith uh, and righteousness through faith, but we will nullify the promise if we go back under the law. Ooh, that's kind of interesting there, Cap. And with that, I guess that kind of sets up our conversation for next week. Cap and I have, I guess, conflicting views on a certain subject. Was the law abolished? Cap right there just said, of course, according to Romans 3.31, we don't nullify the law, we establish the law. So, was the Mosaic law, in fact, abolished and done away with? Or does it still stand? We'll get the boxing gloves out next week and hash our way through that right here on Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.